0: Hello, my friends. As I've noted this month in the daily practice community, our theme is get ready. And someone asked me the other day if I had a podcast episode on road tripping. And I realized that no, I don't. I have several videos from back in the day when I used to do... um, videos on my blog, and it's on how to pack for a road trip, how to entertain on a road trip, and what we eat on a road trip, but it's all geared towards when you have little kids. So I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes so that you can re- refer to those, but now I'm going to kind of focus this this chat on kind of our long-distance road trips, and now road tripping with teens, which it's a little bit different. And this, I think, would also apply to those who are taking vacations by themselves without children, like going and exploring and so forth. And this is by no means the end-all be-all way to do a road trip, but we have been road tripping. We took friends of ours used to drive to Iowa all the time. I'm from Iowa. And they would drive, and I was like, I am, I am not doing that because my husband's driving scares the bejesus out of me. And I was like, I couldn't drive 25 hours to Iowa in a car with you. I would go out of my of mind. But then I realized I could drive which was a really eye opener of like, why do I have to wait for him to drive? I could drive. And there is something as being a mom of littles. If you've traveled by airplane, well, yes, you get there much quicker, but oh my gosh, to carry through the airport, the strollers and the car seats and the diaper bags and the so forth. It's like, and having to get everything, and what do we take on the carry on, and what do we take in the suitcase, and what if our suitcase doesn't get there, and yada, yada, yada. Road trips, we leave when we want to leave, we get there when we want to get there, and if our suitcase isn't zipped, oh well, not a biggie, right? So, we took our very first road trip when Zane was two, and we went from here to Philadelphia, to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to the Outer Banks. Then we came back to DC and somewhere else and then home. And at that point we were hooked. And at that point, GPS was just brand new. So there was still a little map action happening because if it was cloudy, the GPS didn't work, and also we v- didn't have DVD players in the in the vehicles. I mean, it's, good, it's so long. We went from like having no media whatsoever to. DV, DVR DVD players in the vehicles to now they don't even make those anymore to now everyone has their own phone and so forth. So we then took a trip with Zane from Massachusetts through Canada to Iowa, all the way to the Black Hills back to Iowa and back home that was 5000 miles and he did not watch anything he did it with books and activities and so forth and that's why you want to watch those videos that I did back back in the day that doesn't happen anymore Mir, his first road trip we took him to a wedding he was 5 months old we flew to Portland, Maine, and not Portland, Maine, to Portland. We flew to Portland, Oregon, and then went to Seattle, Vancouver, and then back to Portland. And I would advise not to take a five month old on a road trip, that was a bit much. But overall, my boys have always road tripped, so they don't really know the difference. They don't see it as a big, arduous thing. Whereas other of my friends are like, Janessa, I can't get my boys to go to Boston, let alone go on a road trip. And that's interesting. Every time we say, oh, let's go to this restaurant or let's go here. Mir's always like, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? He doesn't like taking. He's always thinking every short trip is long, but yet he doesn't get bothered by long trips. It's odd. So last summer, we took the mother of all road trips and we went 10,000 miles. We went to, I think, 25 states. We were in the car together for 210 hours. And I drove 205 of those. I am now letting go. A little. Zane drove on our last road trip in February, and I'm realizing that I there for so many reasons, I cannot continue to control the driving. But we were able to go to 10 national parks and saw family along the way and did some amazing, amazing things that. Not that any of my friends who are forever going, I feel as if every single person I know right now is going to Aruba. It's like Aruba is like the only destination. Is it the only thing open right now? But for us, road tripping works because we leave on our own schedule. We are flexible in our path. We go with the flow and we are able to, to see so much more granted. Not everyone can take six weeks off, but if we were to like fly to different places, we would still have seen such a limited amount of, of the country, so to speak. And there really is so much to be seen in our country alone that we, we have not yet felt the need to travel outside of the country because there's so much of this one that we haven't seen. So here's some of my tips, not necessarily in a really great order, but these are the things that we do. Our first frequently asked question. Oh, did you take an RV? No. Much to Mir's dismay. No. We took our Explorer. It has a third row, which we have put down. So we have plenty of cargo space we packed far too much on this last trip, which I'll talk about later. Um, But we then do not, we are not campers. We are indoor restroom people. And so thus having a hotel that is probably below grade is our idea of roughing it. And, so last year we put a map of the United States up on the wall and it's a, a map that has all of the scenic routes within the country that are, I don't know where I got it. It was from years ago, but it gave us an idea of like, if we're going to get near this place, this would be a great place to, this would be a great path to travel. And we had two weddings that we needed to get to. So we had kind of like, we have to be here we have to be in Maryland on this date and we have to be in Montana on this date and everything else is variable. We do not book anything ahead of time, but we did plot with pins along the the map where we thought we wanted to stop. And then we did a string that kind of went between there. And then I had a calendar that I just printed out of Outlook and said some of my parameters on driving, because again, I am the one up until now have been the primary driver. I don't want to drive more than eight hours in a day. And I don't want to drive an eight hour day, consecutive days. We're gone for 40 days. We don't need to haul ass for any purpose, right? So then I get out Google and I say, I'm wanting to go from here from Frederick, Maryland to the Smoky Mountains. And then it shows me kind of, that's going to be like 17 hours and this is the path. And then I figure out, okay, where would eight hours be? Or where would four hours be? And what might be something that we could do when we get there? So that's how we kind of plot where it is that we're going to be going. And for our 40-day trip, the only time we booked ahead, like before we even went, was when we were going to Montana because we had a wedding and we had to be there. And it's so close to um, to Yellowstone that it was going to be, we if we would have waited, we wouldn't have found anything. So that was the only thing that we had booked ahead. We use Hotwire and it is part of the fun. Hotwire is a app that I have no affiliation with that shows you kind of the amenities for each of the hotels, what kind of star they are, which neighborhood they're in, in whatever town they're at. And then you choose that one. And then once you've paid for it, it then tells you what hotel it is. So you don't know if you're going to a Marriott or an Intercontinental or a Holiday Inn or a Motel 6, unless you know, I mean, you have an idea by stars. um. And so it's always like, what did we get? What did we get? It's like exciting. We also had and still do, and will be using them for this summer, a lot of hotel points. My husband on um, his primary credit cards uses the hotel points and so that we can always have um, hotel stays on our trip. And we do stay at hotels that are not fancy. We're there to sleep. There really isn't. If it has a pool, free parking, free breakfast. That is our goal. Because if it's free breakfast, that's one less meal that we have to go out for. Um, I also, every third day, Third or fourth day, I would make sure that we were staying at a hotel that had a suite so that we had kind of kitchen space so we could have a break from eating out. Um, And we also had access to laundry because 40 days on the road, you still have to do laundry and you still have to cook. But I didn't have to vacuum, didn't have to clean, still a lot of benefits, didn't have to um, clean a bathroom for for six weeks. So. As people know, I live a no sugar, no flour life. And so for me, I have to make sure that whatever hotel we're staying at has a microwave and a refrigerator because I always have extra vegetables and other items that I use to augment when I'm going out to eat and or for that breakfast. There's never going to be something at a hotel that I can eat in its t- entirety um, and fulfill kind of my meal requirements. So that's kind of how we do hotels. So when I pack, I pack laundry pods, dryer sheets, and we get two rolls of quarters. There's a lot of hotel laundry now that does buy credit card, but there's still a lot that are um, working with quarters and it's just annoying to have to go get that out in the world. Um, the idea of not booking ahead is that there are times when we think we're going here, and we realize that actually we'd rather take a take a detour, so to speak. And if we book ahead, a lot of times those are non non refundable or. Or we think that we can get there in four hours, but now there's road construction and so forth, and we can't get that far, and we want to stop sooner. Or we get to that destination, we're like, we could go another two hours, and we keep going. So we book 30 minutes prior to wherever we decide that we're going to stop. Now, screen time with children. So my boys each have well, they have at home, they have laptops, they have desktops, they have phones. We get out their Kindles when we're going on a road trip and they have different games that are on Kindles and Amazon has a, has a, Amazon has an app that gives them free games. I mean, it's not free. It's we're paying for that service. But I just pay for the service for that amount of time. And so then they get things that they wouldn't normally play and so forth. And so on their Kindles and with that app, I could set like limits and so forth, but what we typically do is kind of like an hour on, an hour off or We've also, depending, we go to Maryland all the time so they can have one state on, one state off, one state on, one state off. It's still a lot of screen time, my friends. It is. But you know what? If you were a passenger in the car, like I don't ever get to have screen time because, again, I'm controlling the situation as the driver. But my husband is on his computer the whole time. My husband does His work, he, out of 40 days, only took, I think, 12 vacation days on our travels. So some were weekends, some were holidays, and the rest of the time he was able to work. When we're en route, he does his work. So we ourselves would not be able to go hours and hours without checking our phone or doing something on our computers. They have, on their Kindles, they have books on Kindles as well, so they can read And really, they then nap when they're not on or the best thing for both of them is an atlas. The atlas is a treasure trove of fun facts. We have we have played over and over again. What's the capital of Utah? What's the capital of this? How you know, what's the population of these different cities and so forth? Um, And also each person on our trip last year had a role on Zane was a navigator, Mir found our hotels, and they both took turns in trying to, once we knew where we were going, like we're going to Albuquerque, what can we do in Albuquerque? And then they would find things. They found things that I would never have even looked at or known that it existed and so forth. And so we find fun activities, also different restaurants that they are going to want to try. So they are kind of, I try to give to them this, you know, Julie, the cruise director role, because again, I can't, I can only do so much ahead of time. And that also gives them a vested interest in going to those activities. For example, we went to um, Dallas, which we actually decided to add to our trip. And they are both fascinated with um, JFK. And so they did the research to find out where we could go to where he was assassinated and so forth and all of that area. Um, Which I wouldn't have even thought of that as an idea of things to go and see and do. So last year I was saying it used to be. And I can still, we take, we take five sets of clothing. So we take five sets of clothes for whatever season it is. I then take five rain jackets, five sweatshirts. We have an extra, like for the summer, they each have one pair of long pants and one long sleeve shirt because invariably somewhere along the way, it's going to be cold we, on our trip last year, it was 119 degrees in Zion, in Utah. It was so flipping hot. It was all, it was a heat wave the whole time we were gone. We went to San Francisco. It was 53 degrees. I thought I was going to die. There was like no happy medium. So that's how we pack. And so every five days, I then need to do laundry. I can still, in a duffel bag, pack all four of us five sets of clothes in a separate bag goes our swim stuff, a separate one for the sweatshirts and rain jackets. However, even though I can, I do not do that any longer because it's a big pain in the butt. And I'm, everyone's like, where's my socks? Where's my shirt? So now everyone has their own suitcase and they're responsible for picking their five outfits and putting it in. It's like, I give them a list. That's again, Five outfits, one pair of pajamas, one long pants, one long sleeve, a rain jacket, a sweatshirt, and also a hat. So, and then I already have our swim stuff as always in a swim bag. So, everyone then, when we get to the hotel, is responsible for taking their backpack, which is in the back seat with whatever they needed, their bag, and then there's usually one other bag that people have to take. So, either the cooler. The food bag, the snack bag, the um, the swim bag, and so forth. So we also put all of our toiletries and a Ziploc, like a big Ziploc. So everyone has a big Ziploc. I don't do travel size because they're just a pain. So everyone, we don't have, Sam by far has more product than anyone in this family. Everyone else has a pretty easy regimen, so it's not a huge deal. Um, we have a soft-sided cooler that we have, um, and that's what we put ice in and all of the food stuff. We also used to have a hard, we still have a hard-sided one, but it really only worked for water. We buy probably four cases of water to take with us so that we always have that. And then we do have some individual snacks, but for the most part, we try not to have snacks anymore because it just makes a mess and they're just eating crap and we stop to go to the bathroom and get gas and they can just get a snack there because invariably whatever i take they get bored of in the first day and then they don't want that anymore and so it's of like of not um i take even though i haven't had a baby in like 12 years we have baby wipes lots of baby wipes we use wipes everything. I also take a Ziploc of salt and pepper and then paper plates, paper, silver, or like plastic silverware, napkins, and so forth so that we can do a picnic along the way or in the hotel. Then we have those things. Um, just making it that easy. And so often I'll just end with the concept and ask me a million questions when I, this posts and so forth, just email me like, Oh my gosh, have you ever been here? And would you know of something to, we've been so many places, so many places, my friends. And there's so many places that I still want to go that I know about and have it on our list this year. We're doing the um, great lakes. So we're doing Canada, upper peninsula of Michigan, um, and Minnesota on our way to Iowa. We're doing Toronto, Montreal, and then we'll also end in Mo- in, in Maryland again. So, so many people are like, why, Janessa? Why, why, why do you put yourself through this? And I already told you the kind of the practical reasons, right? But here is the true reason that we road trip. And I've done blog posts on this in the past. And it's all around this concept of afraid not. So we are at any given time as a family right now is a great example. Everyone is going in their own directions. We don't know who's coming home after school and who has an after school activity. And this one has a game and this one has a performance. And this one has to be going here. My husband has his appointments. I have my appointments. We're just like passing ships. Right. And, and I always liken that to afraid not like we're kind of loosely put together, but we're still like all going, we're all frazzled and we're all just holding on by a thread. And even though, and I said this during, during COVID is that we were all together, but we weren't spending time together. And so even though we're all within the house, there's a lot of space to go and be by yourself in a car and in a hotel room. There's only so much so far you can go. And the thing is, is that that's good, bad, and sometimes indifferent, right? So, but When we get packed, we are cranky. Like we're always leaving hours after what we had expected. We're always wondering, have we forgotten something? My husband doesn't do any of the packing, but he gives me three hours of asking, did you remember this? Did you remember this? Did you remember this? Do you remember this? It's aggravating. I always have to yell in that first like half hour, 45 minutes. We just need to have quiet time. We just have, let's play the quiet game. I just need everyone to stop talking because we're, It's that compression. We're taking all of our frazzledness and we're putting it, compressing it into that car. And it takes time for us all to like get into a congealed back into a nice, strong knot. And that's what a road trip does for us. And I think this is, I think it could do this for a lot of people. It's just that everyone is, only gets to that like, crazy, crazy, crazy. And they never get through to the other side. And I promise you, if you just keep driving, you'll get there. You'll start to see and discover and have shared experiences and tell stories. I took a ridiculous amount of board games, like stupid amount of board games My husband took a stupid amount of clothing last year. The amount of things that we carried around for 40 days that we never touched was ridiculous. I will not do that again. But Bananagrams, Uno, and Chat Pack are must-haves when we go to any restaurant. And we do this now when we're home as well, but even more on a road trip is that we play a hot game of Uno before we're waiting for our food to come and so forth. And those are the memories. Those are the things that, those are the little pieces, right? I could tell you about all of the amazing national parks and things that we saw on this trip. Amazing things. But the fondest memories are roadside picnics and yet another IHOP UNO game, or, you know, watching a sunset when we were in the middle of nowhere. That, those are the things. It's finding those small joys. That's what, that's what it does for me. So I would like to say, that I am an expert in road tripping and I would love to field any question that you have. And like I said, I'm going to post in here the, in the show notes, the other videos that I did back, back, back in the day. If nothing else, you'll be able to see what I look like 160 pounds heavier um, and so forth. So that's worth going and looking at anyway. As always, my friends, I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I would love for you to pop into the community, a daily practice. Check everything out at JanessaDurani.com.